You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? We are back with episode 66. Episode 66. So not our busiest week playing poker. But we did get into one game where we were playing it together, a private 1-2 game, and it was a fairly interesting, I don't know if it's an interesting spot, it's definitely an interesting hand. I mean, it's definitely interesting since we knew each other. If we didn't know each other, I don't think I would find it that interesting, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, good call. It's a, uh, so it is literally the first hand we're dealt. We're shorthanded at a 1-2 game. I have pocket deuces. What do you have? Queen nine offsuit in the big blind. Okay, and I am in the small. Uh, it's raised to seven, and I obviously call with pocket deuces. I complete. Okay, and the flop is queen nine deuce. Uh, yes, and you check, I checked the preflop raiser. He makes it, I believe it was 15. That sounds right. Um, you call the 15. I call the 15. Not kind of want, not wanting to drop. I'm not really that scared of much here. I mean, I don't love Jack 10 or anything like that. But for the most part, I think there's a lot of random queens here where I'm, where I, I basically have him drawing dead. So I don't really worry about raising here. I do raise though. I make it. I believe it was 50 to go. You know, yours is almost the kind of the same as mine. Did you think of calling just to draw more in ever? Um, I thought about it, but I thought that guy, I put him on like ace, queen, king, queen, something kind of like that. And I thought he would call just based on when we had talked to him beforehand. Yeah, he's not folding huge big hands like that. So that's yours is probably the more correct way to go. So you make it 50. He ends up folding, correct? Correct, and then you call. I definitely make the call. I thought he called at first, but I guess he probably didn't, right? I don't remember him being part of the action on the turn. Yeah, you're probably right. So I think he folds. Um, the turn is an eight, which I was thinking that's not the best card, but... Well, we are both thinking that. I mean, if there's... I mean... One card in the deck, or if there are two cards in the deck I didn't want to see, it's a king and an eight, because I'm beating basically everything. But what do you do here? Um, I believe I bet 65, almost same bet. But, I mean, I bet that size also because of our stack sizes are pretty short. Yeah, uh, obviously I think I only have like 100 here behind or something. You bought in for 140, so. Yeah, so I don't actually have less <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point... I'm definitely not worried about Jack Ten to this to this degree. I mean, it's one combo that it's one combo that you could possibly have, but it's just going. It's I mean, at this stack sizes, it's it's going in the middle with a set every time. I go all in. You obviously snap call, mm-hmm. and runs out with a clean. And finally, after a set over set, and you just making hand after hand well, against my No one's my even coolers. heard that story. We haven't even told that story on the podcast. We definitely have told that story on the podcast. Right? I we, think so. Yeah, it, we definitely were doing a podcast when you went set over set on me. Mm-mm. No, we weren't doing the podcast then, for sure. 
Oh, God. That's what I was saying earlier in the week that we haven't even covered that hand when I set over set you at the old 52. God, okay. This, <laughs> well, like we'll, this just, is... we'll just run on it that this, this was a time where both me and Tyler were at the old 52. And we were both doing very well that night. Tyler's killing it. I have, like, run my stack up from, like, 300 to, like, 650 or something, 700 or something like like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We get in. I had pocket eights. What I have? Pocket sixes. And then. The the flop was three, six, eight with a flush draw. Um, It was playing three ways. Um, This guy raised pretty big. Um, I don't know. Remember what he had, but me and you both called. We were playing three-handed. That was the flop, three six eight. He bets like two hundred. I think I only called the two hundred. Then you went all in over the top, and then I was like, "Well, I have to call." Yeah, that was. Yeah, I flopped the set. I went all in, and yeah, he he ends up kind of tank folding. He was then, angrily folding too. Yeah, and you end up, and then you make the call because it was one of those that it was a draw heavy board, and once it comes around to me, and there's that much money in the pot because there's uh, it was a pretty big pre flop. I forget how. I mean, with what I had, it couldn't have been that big, but it was. I think it was like ended up like thirty or forty to go. Yeah, I think so. And it was, and then now there's 200, and you're 200, along with 120 in the pot. And I'm just like, I mean, it was one of those, if someone's drawing, they're going to have to pay for it, because a shitload of draws. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously, you have the bigger set. I actually hit turn quads. It, <laughs> it might have been, yeah, you did turn quads. <laughs> to give me literally no outs. Uh I think it might have been one of the biggest hands I ever lost at that point. I don't remember ever like losing like an $850 pot, $900 pot. I mean, I've lost that much in a game, but never in one pot. <laughs> yeah, I say the pot was way bigger than that, but <laughs> that's how much you lost in the hand. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was that much. And so this is how shitty this is. <laughs> We so uh, we're gonna go grab din- like dinner at breakfast afterwards. It's like one or two in the morning. I thought we so, carpooled. So we uh we go over there and I'm going out no. and like uh, we're so what was it? Okay, so I'm waiting for Tyler because he he's like, well, I need to wait a little bit to before I rack up my chips. I'm like. The only person that you got money from is sitting right here at this table is not playing the game. I don't think anybody cares. So finally he comes. We're going to go grab breakfast and on there. Obviously he's in a great mood. I'm not in the best of moods. We go to the car, but he stops. And just like, oh yeah, we did carpool. Because I was like, yeah. I'm not... I'm not bringing the goddamn car to you. I mean, he stops like I'm about to valet the car to him. I'm like, you just stacked me for $850. I'm not bringing the car around so you don't have to walk. Right, because it was freezing that day. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, but I think you just didn't remember where we parked. Well, no, I thought I drove myself, and I was parking the other side of the parking lot. So I was like, I'm not going to walk across the parking lot to talk to you about this hand. I have to just walk clear across the other way. 
Oh, and then we we end up going to breakfast at IHOP. I get like a fourteen dollar plate. Tyler's like, "Don't worry, I'll cover it." I'm nice like, "No guy. shit, you're covering <laughs> it. You just got nine hundred of my dollars. Damn right, you're covering it." <laughs> so yeah, it was a uh, so that was interesting. So finally, I get a little bit of revenge <laughs> and get the set versus two pair, which was much needed, and our uh, heads up play together. Yeah, so I left after that. Yeah, Tyler, uh, it was a short night for him at the poker table. Uh, I had one. Tell me if this, what you think about this hand, because this might be considered an angle by me. Great. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I end up with pocket kings. It's raised to 13 in this 1-2 game. There's a call call. I go to 3-bet, obviously, with Pocket Kings. But before I get my chips out there, somebody raises. The guy behind me raises. So I'm like, well, I call. I guess. I just call the 13 if I know this guy's going to raise. Uh, and sure enough, he raises to like... Mm, I don't know if it's 13. No, it couldn't have been... No, I, I guess it was just limped around to me, and I was going to raise. Yeah, because that's the only way this would have worked. Uh, it's limped around to me. I'm going to raise, but before I do it, the guy to my uh, to my left, he puts money out for a raise. So I just make the call of the limp. He raises. It goes call, call, and then I make it 50. What do you think about this play? I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, I mean, I was like, I don't think it is because I mean, it's one of those that, I mean, if he's if someone acts out of turn, I mean, that's on them. I mean, if they're going to give you added information, that's kind of on their on their deal. Uh, but I, but you're okay with just limping there, knowing it's going to be a raise, and then just three betting it. <laughs> I mean, I've done so much as to where I've been cutting out raising chips, and somebody raises behind me, so I just fold. No. <laughs> uh, so we go. So I make it 50. He calls. Another guy folds. And then another guy calls. So, so at the, these stack sizes, at this, because one two game wasn't particularly deep. So, I mean, you're basically going in all in on all flops, right? It's not particularly deep, but I'm pretty deep. Why and I think the other two, like, I mean, it, they had at least like 150. 50 behind. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, you're right. It's pretty much on every flop. You're praying not to see an ace cuz that now that you've <laughs> that raised does. here, I mean, that, it does put you in a weird spot. Uh there's no ace and we get it all in. And uh I have I think he hits top pair or something and I'm uh, my kings are good. But that was a uh, pretty massive hand for the, for those stakes at least. So, good to see, whereas Pocket Kings just murdered me the entire Vegas trip, I'm happy to win any pot with Pocket Kings right now. And so, that was a, uh, outside of that, I ran really good at the beginning. Uh, just flopped some sets, flopped a straight, and then had, I was kind of whittling back down when you left, and I think that Pocket Kings happened, like, after you busted out, like, the second bullet. And it was, that got me back pretty deal. And then I kind of whittled down a little bit and just cashed out after that. So it was, uh, 
I wanted to kind of cash out earlier, but it was one of those I knew I was going to break the game, and I was kind of the big winner at the game. So I hated to be the one to kind of break it. But it was a, a pretty good uh, pretty good run there. Yeah, absolutely. Always happy to hear about you winning and me losing. Uh, me, you and me both. <laughs> De- definitely uh, goes both ways. <laughs> um, I guess that was it for that session for you. Yeah, that was a uh, that was it for that session. It was just one of those really good sessions that, it, for the most part, ran smoothly with little areas of card deadness. But over the while, over the long haul, oh, this was just something that was. Not in a lot of weird spots because I just flopped really well. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll get into my doghouse session then, I guess. Um, so I go to doghouse. I have to wait like oddly they only had one table going, which is really weird. Um, I didn't check Atlas because lately they had had like three tables going every time I've gone. Okay. Um, one table going. I have to wait like almost an hour. Oh God, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Finally, they start a shorthanded table up. Um, we're like three or four handed. I get into like this spot. I get into like basically the same spot over like three times in a row to where I'm like, oh, I think this guy has a single, you know, diamond when there's three diamonds out there drawing to a fourth diamond. Okay. Um, bricks out. I'm like, he bets. I call it. Oh, I thought you had, you know, I would put you on a diamond. I have top pair. He's like, oh, that's what I had. I was like, okay, good. I show him. He's like, what? I hit my gutter on the river. It's like, cool. Um, <laughs> lose that one. Basically, have the same type of thing happen again, where I flop top pair, he flops middle pair, rivers two pair, stuff like that. Kind of happened back to back times. Not great to lose like two or three sixty dollar pots coming off of a five hundred dollar stack. Yeah, it definitely kind of hamstrings you what you can do going forward, right? If you Unless you're adding on. <laughs> yeah, hamstrings you a bunch of ways. You can't buy much. Yeah, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we finally get moved to the main game, right? Okay. So this is nice. A little bit deeper stack game. Um, oddly, the action was worse there, but it's kind of not the point. Um, so I'm, I'm playing. I get... Ace King one time, um, or early in the session, I raised preflop pretty big, like twenty twenty dollars. Get called both ways, completely brick. Um, it goes check check. I turn a flush draw to go with it. Had uh, Ace King of Clubs. So you just check the Ace King. Yes. Once you check behind them. Okay. I was out of position, so I let out with a check. Oh, okay. I got you. Yep. Um, I turn a flush draw. I bet like pot. So it was like $60. Okay. Um, I like this. But it was a, kind of like a straightening card because the flop was like nine, seven, six. And then like the turn was seven, six. It was like not a jack. It might have been like a four or something, but I was like, oh, that's not the best card for me. It's going to be hard to rep as the pre flop raiser for sure. Right. But I did back. I did turn the um, the clubs, both called. So I was like, "Well, I guess I'm done here." Very weird to have both call after both checking the flop. I mean, that's just kind of strange. But okay. Yeah. No. I yeah. I agree. Um, and then on the river, 
I brick. I'm just like, well, I mean, am I just, obviously they're going to call. I mean, how am I going to bluff through two people is kind of what I was thinking. Unless I'm going to just bet a ton of money and hope that they were on the same draw, I guess. Um, I check it. Other guy checks. Other guy checks. He had like second pair. And the other guy had nothing. I was like, wow, that's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, I still like to give up on the river. It's Once you bet, because you, you said you bet almost pot on the turn. Yeah, I did. So, I mean, once you bet that much and you get called both ways, I feel like regardless of if you would have gotten it through on this river, I mean, betting a gigantic bet on the turn and getting called two ways, uh, unless you actually hit your hand, I think getting folds there is going to be very difficult. Well, that hand was noteworthy. This hand was pretty noteworthy for me as well. Same suit, way different cards, though. I had four or five of clubs. Okay. Table super limp happy. I'm in the small blind, which in hindsight, I don't like this move out of the small and the big blind. Um, when I was reflecting on it, um, mainly because you get stuck in this exact situation. But so I decided I was going to squeeze the limpers and make it 20. Yeah, I don't, I'm yeah, not like, like I said, yeah. Hey, well, I don't think it's a bad move. The problem being is everybody's going to call and you're just, you're just stuck playing a pretty big pot with kind of a shitty hand. Yeah. Well, only two called at least. Well, that's good. I mean, I like that you got some dead money in there. I mean, uh, I flop a gutter, so it's it comes. I have four five. It comes seven eight. Um, it was like seven eight. Mm, I'm trying to think of the other card. It might have been a deuce. It was all low cards, and I was like, "Well, this isn't the worst worst," but. And I had a backdoor flush draw. So I I did check it. I think I like the check. I think normally it's a bet for me. But problem being is when they limp and you squeeze, well, 7-8, I mean, obviously they don't have the king-queen. They don't have aces-kings. I mean, like a lot of the Broadway cards, they would have just raised with. So 7-8 seems like it's kind of in that, like it just hits the range a lot better. Mm-hmm. It checks around. Okay. I turn a flush draw again. So like, well, there's ever a time to take a stab at it. It's turning the flush draw and the, and having the gutter to go with it. Agreed. I bet pot again, which was like $65. Um, one guy full. No, they both called. They both called. This is just so such a weird session. Uh, go, go on. I'll get my thoughts on that after your. Um, I brick the river. It's a queen. I was like, I mean, I can rep this, I guess. And then I was like, they're both just, I mean, what are the chances I get this through both people? I mean, almost nil. Yeah. Agreed. So I check other guy checks. The guy in to my right shows in pocket sixes. I, I muck. The other guy mucks. Oh, man. I don't... But here's the killer. 
me and the other guy were still pretty deep. The guy with the pocket sixes might have had um, $50 behind after calling the pot size bet on the turn. It is just so weird. So, I mean, in poker, the, the I mean, one of the first things you learn is if your hand is, you have to have a stronger hand to call than you do to bet, correct? Yes. Go. I mean, the theory behind this is if you bet, I mean, you can win the pot two ways. You can fold or you can have the best hand. If you call, there's only one way to win. You have to have the best hand. How you can have pocket sixes check the flop after the preflop razor checks but then call the turn with it is just kind of weird to me how especially like a pot sized bet it was a big bet <laughs> i mean like what? like whatever i guess i can see like a call there i mean when you check that flop i guess you don't have a lot of, i mean i feel like you're probably betting a lot of aces kings queens and stuff like that but I just don't know if you're gonna call there. It seems like you would bet the flop, cause I don't know. It just it seems like this is such a weird. It is so weird to have people check behind you on these flops and then call really big bets on the turn. I mean, I guess it just goes to show the game's really good. I mean that you're getting a you know, just an insane amount of value out of these hands when you do hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but big when. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when and if. Yeah, I mean, you, it's it's one of those things that I mean, you do have to hit though, because if they're not coming off these pots, it's you're just not gonna be able to bluff them, bluff them when they're calling down this light. But like I say, I mean, you are getting a ton of value when you do hit because they're calling with third, third and fourth pair. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so that was basically my hold'em. Oh, wow, I forgot about this hand. I'll, it was a double board bomb pot, so I'll kind of skim over it, give you the general details. But I ended up with a uh, suited king and suited, it was like jack. So, like double suited. So, to the king, to the jack, right? Okay. Um, I flopped a flush draw on one board. And basically nothing on the other board. I turned the nuts with the ace of spades hitting. So I had the king of flush. King okay. I flush. Nut flush. Um, some guy bet like 100, 110 for pot. I then repot it all in. He calls. I had actually turned another flush draw on the other board and drilled it on the river to scoop. <laughs> for two flushes. Yeah. Oh, God. What did he end up having on that other board? A straight and two pair. Oh, he had a straight and two pair. Ooh, man. That's kind of a cooler for him. Because I mean, cooler. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a pretty, like, heads up, that's a pretty strong hand. So he had Broadway straight and ace jack for two pair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a tough day tough day for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seemed that way um so that was noteworthy and then i got in this weird um plo hand which i guess to say i got into it it's kind of light but i was somewhat involved i have ace king jack eight double suited 
The ace and the king are of spades. The jack and the eight are of hearts. Okay. Everyone calls the six dollars or whatever, and then someone in late position makes it fifty. And I'm about seven hundred deep, seven hundred dollars behind. Um, okay. And I'm like, I think I can call fifty here. What do you think? Uh, yes, I like oh, the call of fifty. Uh, I think so, this is a good a hand that plays pretty well multi way. It's got some nuttiness to it. I I like the call of fifty here. Um, but before it even gets to me, some guy shoves all in for like two hundred and ten. Oh wait, I think I miss. You told me about this earlier, and I think I misheard you. So you didn't end up calling the fifty. I thought the two hundred was after you called the fifty. No. Oh, okay. Like I, I misheard you when we were talking about this earlier. Okay. Uh, he makes it two hundred, and what do you do? Just get annoyed and fold. A hundred percent. I love this. I love how you played this. Uh, two hundred just is just too much. I think regarding y'all stack sizes to get this in. Uh, you're. Ace King Jack Eight. It's a very good hand, but you're a pretty big dog to Aces Kings, uh, which is normally what this is gonna be. Right. That's something we gotta kind of preface it with is in the games we play when action like this happens, it's always Aces Kings stuff like that, right? R- yeah. I mean, I guess every now and then you might see like a just a. A rundown, a rundown yeah. or something. But that being said, even a rundown has you in a horrible spot if they also have, like, ace-queen, jack-ten or so. Well, I guess your ace-king would go good right there. But, yeah, this is just not a great spot for this hand. So I fold, but then the guy to my left who called six flat calls the 210. Okay. It goes back to the preflop razor. He then goes all in for it must have been like eight or nine hundred dollars total. The other guy calls. God damn. Yeah. Um, it's dry aces versus dry queens versus nothing from the other guy. Well, well, yeah, they weren't suited because he had the ace of hearts. But um Queens is a god awful hand to be calling with here. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is how you know this PLO, PLO game is just f- freaking off the charts. I mean, you'd be better off making this call with like 10, 9, 8, 7 double suited. Because, I mean, if you have, if they have a king, if they have aces or kings, you are drawing so goddamn slim. Yep. Well, the cards ran out to where um, <laughs> any. Any flush was good if you had the hearts, which I had the jack high flush. But, you know, being results-oriented slightly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, aces hold. Yeah, that's a... But, I mean, like... This, this is a really good... I mean, I thought I thought you had the 50 and folded, and I thought that was a really good move earlier. Uh, but, you know, some of the hands that you don't play are like... You, granted, you, you would have scooped a gigantic pot here. But really, in all honesty, if you call 200 here, you're never calling the 900. So, you know, saving yourself $200 is huge in the long run. 
So it was a good, uh, very well played, I thought, on your part. And I mean, again, I might have to jump into more PLO here because I mean that is just that is such a bad call for PLO. <laughs> yeah, maybe my PLO, what's it called, that PLO venom or whatever would have taken over. I could have called the nine hundred and had a triple up. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Up. Yeah. I mean, in the long run, you're now losing player. But in that short that night, would have been really nice. <laughs> right. And then I'll call myself a PLO player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no gamble, no future. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was basically it for me. Um, I ended up losing slightly on the night, which was slightly annoying. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the game ended early. Um, just, I mean, I guess, you know, people have to go home at some point. So we ended up. Once the big sacks left, and it was just me and like four other people, like they all had maybe like two hundred bucks. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's a like I say. It sounds like a. It sounds like you played well, and it just weren't were not getting cards in your. I mean, I don't. Mm. I liked kind of all your moves and how you played. It's just like I say. I mean, I think, but like recognizing the game. Like, I think this is something I need to work on, is recognizing the game I'm in, and when it's nittier, bluff, maybe bluffing more, and when it's call-happy, just going for maybe thinner value than I might be go- usually going for. Right, no, absolutely. Um, I guess who, was it, we watched a vlogger this weekend. Do you, I think it was Boski who said this. About being that if you play super tight and nitty, nobody at our stakes are going to notice. And you're still going to get action. Who was that? Do you remember? Oh, I don't know who said that. But, I mean, it's very, very true. That they only care about their particular No, you know what? It was Ben Deach. Because it was a question about how, like, he plays kind of nitty. And he's like, when people show up, they just show up to play their cards in their hands. That's right. I mean, that's kind of that. what you just said made me think of that. Yeah, and that really is true. People are just they're just playing their cards and their and what they think how that relates to the flop. I mean, like I say, I've I've played. I mean, I would say I played like tighter than average. For sure, I would say that. And I tell you what, it's never have trouble getting action. Yeah, I mean, like I do throw. I like. Knowing you, I have learned to bluff a little bit more, and I do throw that in there. But for the most part, it's a, uh, I mean, 90% of the time I have it, and I tell you what, I get called 75% of the time, it seems like. (laughs) By just just random stuff, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're not even talking about, like, top pair or anything. It is just, nope, he ain't going to be, I mean, people hate to be bluffed. So it seems like it just, uh, they want to, you know, they are way more likely to call. So. Oh, I had an interesting hand. Like, you know how we always talk about we break these hands down, flop top pair, bet top pair, get value. That's your theory on it. Yeah. So I have king nine of diamonds in the big. The flop comes king high. It's like three ways. I was like, well, I'm just going to do what Clint says and just try this out. Mm-hmm. Um, turn was like an eight, no diamond for me. But I just bet it all, all three streets. I bet relatively big on the turn, and then bet same bet on the river. Okay, trying to squeak out some value. I 
think I like two streets with this hand, but okay, we'll go with it. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he turned. He had king eight and turned the eight. Oh God, how horrible! <laughs> I was like, oh man. Um, oh, I, have, I got a good hand for you. I have an interesting hand for you, actually. Hold on, hold on. Before we close this thing out, um, this might have been my my better hand of the night. Um, aside from that one, uh, <laughs> uh, I have queen jack offsuit in the small blind. It it was not a very big raise. Maybe it was an under the gun raise, and I flatted the six, and we see this flop multi way. This is fine. There's going to be a lot of people who, like, the big thing on small blind now is to think it's three better fold. But I think in the games we play where people are playing just way too loose, there's a lot of hands I want to see here that I don't really care to three bet. So I kind of like this. Yeah. I go instead of the three better fold, I go with the call and pray method. So (laughs) (laughs) um, the flop comes all diamonds, but it's king queen like seven all diamonds i have the jack of diamonds is it king and queen of diamonds all oh diamonds. yeah all diamonds yeah, yeah so. so i should be able to figure that one out <laughs> it's a uh... um guy bets pretty uh first it checks through first it checks through then the guy bets pretty big here and i was like well he could just be doing this with the dry ace of diamonds so I call. I definitely like this call, especially after it checks through mm-hmm. on the flop. Because you have... You're almost never drawing dead here. If they have a flush or... I mean, you have outs to a bigger flush. If Or if they have a king, I mean, you have outs... Or if they're on a flush draw, your queen is already good. I I really like this call. Um, the river's a brick. Um, and I think he's going to fire because he had already fired really big on the turn. Right. He must have bet the flop because I remember I had to withstand three streets. Sorry, two streets. Um, I think it was a very small bet on the flop, though, and then it was heads up, and then he bet gigantic on the turn. Okay. And then on the river, he just gave up. And I was like, oh, I love that. So I checked, and then he only had ace high with the ace of diamonds. Yeah, that's a – yeah, that's that's very well played. I, I like your call on the flop and turn. I, I mean, if he fires on the river, it gets pretty goddamn scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what – I mean, you're looking at only a three-barrel bluff that you're beating with a single ace of diamonds. I think if he fires, you actually probably have to fold here, right? Trust me, I was thinking that, too. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, great. Yeah, that was very well played, and luckily he did not find that third barrel because that would have put you in a god-awful spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a, that was an interesting hand that I played. Um, but other than that, um, that pretty much concludes it for me. Are you going to be playing much poker this week? I guess you just found out no, right? You're going to work. Yeah, I was planning on playing a little bit tomorrow. Uh, just got a message r- about three minutes before we uh, started this podcast that I am working tomorrow. Uh, I will probably try to play Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure. And then I need to get some poker some poker in this week. 
So we'll have to. I have to kind of wait and see. What are your plans as far as poker this week? I'm working every day, so it's a disaster. Oh, so you're gonna have to carry the gauntlet. God, you're working. God, you are working every single night after this, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> uh. Well, hopefully you're not too tired because we need you to play on Monday, on next Monday <laughs> for some content. Uh, I'll try to, yeah, we're probably maybe tomorrow after work or Thursday or Friday. But I definitely need to, I really need to put a focus in on getting more poker hours in just in general. I have been slacking off. I have had a ton on my plate. So, I mean, it is what it is, but definitely time to get back on the grind a little bit. Right, absolutely. Happy to hear the plate has been cleared. I guess this will include the Textbook Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.